Hello and welcome to the next episode of Travel, Food and Booms. Today we're talking to Craig Float, who's been in the cooking industry almost since he stopped wearing shorts. He's now a private chef and had the privilege of cooking for the British sailing team in preparation for and during the London 2012 Olympic Games. So sit back and relax whilst we chew the fat about everything we love about travel, food and booms. Welcome to the next podcast of Travel, Food and Booze, and our very special guest today is Craig Flo. How are you today, Craig? How are you doing, Craig? Thanks for inviting me along today, mate. No, pleasure, pleasure. Good good to put a face to the Twitter name for a change. Yes, thank you. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> yeah. Well, say, so, pleasure to meet you. Um, <clears throat> so, let's start off with sort of going back to your childhood. Let's get a bit Freudian about this thing. So, you know, what, what was your life and food experiences like as a child, Craig? Um, pretty, pretty basic, really. But not, not. We, we kind of got everything we wanted. I'm a, I grew up in. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Clifton lad. Yeah, um, used to live in Clifton, yeah. so. Yeah, grew up, grew up in a, grew up on a council estate in Clifton. Um, mum and dad and, uh, and my two brothers. So, um, yeah, we had, we had, we had food on the table every night, which was good. Obviously, there's, uh, there's not a lot. Of, there's some, there's some. Uh, children aren't lucky to have that uh, this day and age. So yeah, we had uh, my mum. Mum didn't work, so dad went away to work, and mum made fresh dinner every night, which was good. Um, one of my one of my personal favourites was uh, sausage roll, beans and mash. We had we had that a couple of times a week. Um, I'm still yet to convince my kids of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no food wise, it was uh, it, it was good. We always. Mum always, mum always cooked. Um, yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was a good. It was a good kind of childhood, food wise. So yeah, no, no complaints there really. Just, uh, I suppose that kind of kicked it on, kicked it on for the love of food. A little bit of night at the time. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I was I was dragged up in a council estate in Middlesbrough, and sort of similar sort of experience. Now. Well, I lived in Middlesbrough for twelve years, Craig. Oh my God, the, the, the coincidence is <laughs> stark. Yeah, what, what, what part of Middlesbrough? There you go. So I was, I was, I was in the city centre first, in, um, near the uh, near the hospital, and then uh, and then I bought my first house in Billingham, right next to the ICI site. Oh, I know it well. I know yeah, it well. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was dragged up in the salubrious surroundings of Grangetown. Oh, brilliant! Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. It's, the, it's the place where um, you know a tax disc was rarer than hen's teeth. That sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, if, yeah. If you don't if you don't know the area, then it's it's kind of yeah, yeah. yeah but I know, I know what you're on about. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so similar sort of thing. You know, sort of mum and dad didn't have a, didn't have a lot of money, but as you said, they always yeah. made sure that a decent meal was on the table, which was good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so is that where your love of food started, or was there anything that sort of kicked it on from there, Craig? No, uh, definitely, definitely. Came from my mum. My dad. I remember my, my dad never cooked. I remember the time my dad did cook, and he burnt the kitchen down. So, which was <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know the old the old chip pans, uh, which was just a pan full of full of smouldering hot vegetable oil. So knowing my dad, he probably walked away and did something he was shouldn't be doing or reading a paper or something like that. And then mm. next next thing we know, the kitchen's up in flames. So. Um, yeah, definitely my mum to thank for <clears throat> thank for my food influences and food love. So um, yeah, I used to used to help my mum in the kitchen on a Sunday doing Sunday lunches and stuff like that. I suppose that's where it's all started. That's kind of my early earliest memories of of making food and helping out in the kitchen. Really, um, 
we're often making cakes and stuff. We were brothers in the uh, in the kitchen, so obviously getting to lick the spoon. We always argued who's going to lick the spoon. Oh yeah, um, I remember that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, helping my mum in the kitchen on the Sundays, um, doing the Sunday lunches. That's probably where it all started, really. That's the first time. I, that's the first time I cut my hand as well. So, and I, I've still, I've still got the scar on my left hand to this day, actually. So I look at it and I'm like, I can remember at the time, I'm slicing a cabbage in my hand for some reason. I don't know why there was a chopping board there, but I thought it was a good idea to slice the, slice the cabbage in my hand. <laughs> and then obviously the knife, the knife slipped off the cabbage and went straight into my hand. So, and then at the time I'm like that. Ah, Oh, this hurts, but this is so cool. I want to do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've now got the war wound to prove it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's 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 a my first my first wound and b kind of my first yeah food memory really. So two in one there. Thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, yeah, so, so that's where it started. So what what made you sort of want to turn it into a career then? Um. It's all it's all I've ever wanted to do, really. Even even it's, I mean, home ec at school was crap when I was when I was at school. All we did was make pizzas and cookies and stuff like that. You know, it's uh, it's come on a long way since then. Hopefully, anyway. I mean, we've done done a bit of work with the colleges, Nottingham College and stuff like that, and it's um, uh, some of the stuff that, that they're teaching the guys now um, is, is is really good. And it's they're kind of getting away from just making pizzas and biscuits and stuff like that. So food was kind of all I really wanted to do. Food was all in, all I was really good at, really. You know, I wasn't very I wasn't very academic. Um, loved sports, loved loved all sports. Um, I'm, I'm quite creative as well, so I can't I can't kind of sit down. I'm always kind of I've always got like a million and one things going on in my head, so I need to be I need to be busy all the time. So as most chefs as most chefs do, so um, yeah, it was kind of all I wanted to do really. There was never 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 a thought of doing something else. Footballer didn't happen. <laughs> I wanted to be a spaceman. That didn't happen either. But yeah, yeah, I know I'll be a chef. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do when I when I was when I was kind of doing picking your GCSEs and that, and then coming up to the end of school, I went up to college, went up to Clarendon, and the old Clarendon on Mansfield Road, mm. and did my did my three years there, <clears throat> and then yeah, it was yeah, that was it was there was nothing else I wanted to do really, so. Yeah, so I mean, did you sort of start off in sort of pub kitchens or sort of <coughs> restaurants around Nottingham, or sort of how did it develop? Yeah, so obviously when I was when I was at Clarendon, uh, I was working part time, and there was a um, there was a small French restaurant in the lace market called Le Tartard, okay. uh, which was and uh, funnily enough, Craig, the head chef was from Middlesbrough. Oh my <laughs> God, this is getting <laughs> spooky. This is. This is um yeah matt the head chef was um and it was really really small place obviously like classic french cuisine um Mm. like 90s french cuisine so lots of cheese lots of butter cream uh, veg in the middle of the table yeah pancakes and stuff like that um but the, the, the chef was really really good the chef was really passionate we made everything fresh um and it yeah so i was doing that kind of <clears throat> part-time while i was at college uh which was good which i absolutely loved that and learned loads learned loads from there um and then left college moved up to the northeast um started working at uh oh, what's the eagles eagles cliff is it eagles field eagles cliff yeah yeah that's the, the right. hotel there on the main road into yarm yeah got the one yeah, oh, yeah. i know yeah, the on one the right side, so I, was, I was there I, I, I blagged my way in and so I was, I was 18, 19, 
and I got a, I got a job as a as a as a CDP chef to party. I don't know how I got it because I knew absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know? And it was just it was kind of a baptism of fire. That once again the head chef he was a uh, he was a Scottish guy, Fergus. Um, Good Scottish hips, name. Hips, Hibbs Hibbs man he was, and he was once again he was dead passionate, such a good chef, and he took the time to took the time to show you how to do things properly and and make things from scratch and stuff like that. You know, don't, don't get me wrong, the bollockings were horrific when he got things wrong. <laughs> uh, so you just make sure you didn't get things wrong, you know. So yeah, did did hotels and restaurants for for kind of five or six years really, um, and I'm kind of glad that I, I, I went in that way first. Um, learning how to do things properly, learning how to make your, your base stock sauces and all your classic techniques and stuff like that, you know. So it was a good it was a good place to learn in the hotels and the restaurants and stuff. So yeah. um I, was, I didn't even know obviously doing what I'm doing now, private chefing and, and I've done I've done I've done team chefing and event chefing and stuff. And you know, I didn't even know you could do that. We were never told that at college, you know, it was always hotels and restaurants. That's the only thing that's the only thing you do once you finish this course. You go and work in a hotel, do 90 hours a week and get paid <laughs> whatever it was at the time. I think my first job, I was on, I was on nine and a half grand a year. Ooh. So, oh yeah, I know you. So, <laughs> but yeah, we were never told about any other hospitality kind of industries, you know, which there's such an array of things you can do being a chef or working in hospitality. I still believe it's a fantastic industry to be in. Um, you've got to be passionate and you've got to love doing it and you've got to love what you do. Um, so yeah, that's where it all started, really. Hotels, restaurants, yeah. Enjoyed it. It's a young man. It's a young man's game. Definitely a young man's game. I'm, I'm not. I'm not young anymore. So, but <laughs> <laughs> I know. If, I know if everything goes wrong, terribly wrong. Touch wood, it doesn't. I can always kind of fall back into that. So, yeah. as I said, so, as you said, sort of getting the basics right and stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, I mean, sort of, you know, I mean, people obviously, you know, you have things like MasterChef and God knows what these days. <laughs> so everybody's hopefully now getting a bit more adventurous in the, in the kitchens and sort of yeah. wanting to create something more than the frozen lasagna they can pick up from the local supermarket, <laughs> that sort of thing. But, you know, I mean, obviously you've done this professionally for a long time, but um, can you think of sort of any tips for a home cook? Anything, you know, sort of basic things they can do or, you know, sort of that sort of thing? So, we, so I often do kind of home cookery lessons and stuff like that. And it's a the simple things I tell people it's, it's is is when you're cooking, get a little rubbish bowl in front of you. Mm. And it's such a simple thing, just a rubbish bowl in front of you where you can obviously put all your rubbish into, scrape all your, your veg peelings into, um, all your packets and stuff, just put it in a bowl and then obviously just work methodically. That's that's probably the simplest the simplest thing I can say. Um, get yourself a decent sh- uh, set of knives, mm. keep them sharp. Yeah. Um, you don't have to spend. Don't get me wrong. Chefs' knives are really expensive. You don't have to spend the amount of money we spend on knives. Don't get me wrong. We're using them for for kind of nine, ten hours a day, every day, aren't we? You know. So just a just a, a kind of a, a half decent knife that you can keep sharp. You can keep an edge on it. Um, so yeah, keep clean and tidy. A decent knife, and always have a glass of wine in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the if the if the recipe calls for wine, then obviously. Yes. The, the rest That's of it. the rest one, of the bottle is one, for the chef. One for the recipe, one for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I learned, you, I learned that as I got older. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the day, you don't care what it tastes like because you're half, you're half this cup by the end of it. Say to people, it's meant to taste like that. It's meant to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's yeah. I mean as you said, sort of good set of knives because there's nothing worse than sort of you know 
basically trying to hack a vegetable to bits with, with something that's just not good enough. Really. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you'll find you'll do yourself more harm with blunt knives anyway, you know, but it's, it is put out it's, it's, uh, different budgets for uh, for different things and stuff like that, you know, but you can pick up a decent set of knives, a, d- a decent chef's knife for maybe, maybe 25, 30 quid. Yeah. That's going to last you, that's going to last you a good kind of 10 years plus, you know? So you do the maths on that. It's nothing really, is it, you know? Yeah, it's nothing at the end. So, I mean, so obviously you're sort of saying, you know, don't go for these sort of sets of 87 knives for 27 (laughs) pence that you you get in the back of newspapers. It's just say, just get get yourself one or two sort of decent knives. Yeah, I mean, I've got got a big knife selection and stuff like that. We take take around with us and stuff. But I know know I can get through through a shift or, or get anything done with kind of maybe minimum two knives. Yeah. So and that's and that's a big that's a that's a, a ten twelve inch chef knife and then one of those little serrated vegetable knives and that's that's pretty much yeah I can get, I can get anything done with that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and don't get me started about the friend who's got a mushroom brush in his in his kitchen cupboard. But yeah, a okay. mushroom brush. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can never understand that. It's like why do you need to do that, mate? But anyway. I do, I mean, that's, <laughs> I just I just look for one of the kids' paintbrushes. That might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, so now this is a new slot in the in the podcast because obviously now we've we've changed the blog to travel, food, and booze. Mm. So the obviously obvious thing that sprung to my mind was that okay. So what's mm. your favorite place to travel to? What's your favorite dish? If you could have anything in the world, and what would be your favorite drink and why? So my favourite place to travel to is close to it's close to to your heart, Craig, and it's Italy. I love absolutely, absolutely love Italy. We we try and go every year. Good lad. Uh, with the with the family, so we, we're off to we're off to Lake Como in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it's I absolutely love the places, the food, the wine, the people, the atmosphere. Just wandering through the streets and just kind of eating your way and drinking your way around. Um, so yeah, Italy, Italy for me, and, and the kids love it as well. You know, it's just the, the the food. The food's fantastic. The food's absolutely fantastic. We went into a um a little deli in um in Siena once, and the guys obviously got all his hands and stuff kind of hanging from the roof and bits and bobs. And he's just the, 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 the attention to detail was just second to none. The smell, and he's telling us all about how they're how long they're aged and uh, this that, and the other, you know, and just all these different techniques and stuff, and who he sells them to, who he buys them from. Um, so just the knowledge, but it's not just the experts that have this knowledge, is it? It seems to be kind of your granny and and just the the, the normal people that are walking around. They're all experts in food, aren't they? Over yeah. there, you know. You know, I mean, normally when you hear an Italian arguing, it's not it's either <laughs> about politics, football, or food. Yeah, it's like that's that. It's the it's the holy trinity for them. That's the three yeah. things, and that's it. That's so. it. Yeah. So, so food, food wise, um, I'd say the, my, my, probably my favourite thing to eat is lamb. I love absolutely love lamb. Uh, whether it's kind of a slow braised shoulder mm. that's just kind of falling off the bone, or just a nice pink rack of lamb that's crispy on the outside and just really really soft inside so i'm getting um, hungry now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah I, I, that's my kind of preferred my preferred food that's the the food I, I i cook for all my events it's kind of traditional traditional british um so that's kind of my favorite food that i love to eat i uh, love fish love seafood um i've kind of i've kind of veered to that as i've got older a little bit you know something like something something lighter mm. um so really really flavoursome, really light but on the other hand I, I love chocolate i've got i've got a sweet tooth 
Um, so I'd happily have three desserts over a start on a main course. <laughs> <laughs> dessert, dessert, okay. dessert, please. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, so yeah, desserts. Um, so yeah, but I'd say I think that probably the standout one would be a be a be British lamb. Yeah. And then what about your favourite drink? What would what could you not be without? It's going to have to be. It's gonna, I was. I I'd usually. I usually years ago I'd have said. I'd have said a beer, but it's 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 a Malbec now, Craig. To be honest with you, I love I love a Malbec, a really really rich, full-bodied Malbec um, that's just at the right temperature. Um, obviously, on the side of a steak or something like that, you know. But oh, yeah, a really really full full full-bodied red wine. Yeah, something that's got a bit of legs. Something yeah, definitely. Bit... Yeah, yeah. None of this wishy-washy stuff, mate. You know, if you yeah. want, if you're going to get hangover, you want to do it properly, don't you? You know. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. so, so Oz Clark would say, "What's something along the lines of something with a bit of character?" I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, something that definitely. wakes you up the following morning. Yeah, I've, I've had a few go. of those yeah. as yeah. well. But yeah, definitely, definitely. So I mean, we've sort of touched on sort of, as you say, getting a decent set of um, <clears throat> knives in the kitchen sort of earlier <laughs> on. But I mean, you know, I mean, this this could be you know equipment, food, um, ingredients, whatever. But what three things could you not be without in the kitchen, Craig? Um, so I'm gonna, the first the first one is a bit of a chefy thing, which is which is a thermomix. Mm-hmm. And definitely, people don't have the budget for them, so that's that's a thousand pound blender between between <laughs> for layman's terms um but it's yeah it gets some hammer in the professional kitchens obviously you've ever seen it on seen it on the tv shows and stuff where everybody makes the super fine purees and and stuff like that you know but it's not just that we can use it for you can obviously you can make your hollandaises in there you can make jams in there you know you can you can do ice creams in there as well so that gets that gets a lot of use in our uh, in our kitchen. So um, yeah, chefy one is a, is a thermomix. Um, equipment wise, uh, what else would I say? Um, a decent set of scales. Yeah. Okay. It's you're you're either there's, there's two types of cooks really, isn't there? It's, you're kind of you're kind of precise where everything's weighed out to the to the gram, or you kind of wing it and just kind of. Yeah, yeah. Make it up as you go along. You know, that's not to say any 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 particular way is right or wrong. Um, yeah, decent set of scales. Once again, not too expensive. That, um, <clears throat> and obviously follow the recipes. Follow the recipes. The, the, the fruits are weighed out in recipes for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so follow your recipe and weigh things out. So decent set of scales. Um, oh, what the last thing be? What about ingredients um, then? If you if you had one yeah, ingredient, let's, yeah, let's. I was just going. Yeah, let's go. The last the last thing. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do two ingredients, Craig. So okay. I'm gonna go salt and butter. Yes, absolutely. Salt and butter. I'm going back to my French restaurant roots there, aren't I? So yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah, butter definitely. We use obviously we use butter in in, in quite a lot of things, um, and it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it is it is what it is, you know. And salt is yeah, we either use molten salt, which is the natural sea salt, which which is good. People kind of often ask me, are oh, how do you season things to to the way it should taste and stuff like that, you know? And probably the only way I can explain it and describe it is is keep tasting, keep tasting, keep tasting. Whenever you add something, mm. add something, do another seasoning, but keep tasting. And then when you know if you put another bit of seasoning in, it's going to be spoiled. That's when it's right. That's yeah. that's the only way I can explain it. And I, I appreciate everybody's palates are different. I used, I used to work for a lady. Um, I won't say where it was, um, <laughs> and uh, she loved she loved salt, 
Um, so before before service, she'd come along and taste everything. Not salty enough, not salty enough, you know. And that but that was her palate, not everybody else's palate that we were cooking for, you know. So it's yeah, everybody's palate's different, but um, but yeah, salt and pods, I'd say. Yeah. So that lady then sort of with, with the amount of salt that she wants to add, then ends up looking at the Utel salt flats or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's now, yeah, she's now looked like a, a prune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's more desiccated than even normal elder, elderly person. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, God bless her. <laughs> but yeah. But you say, you know, they just said sort of, you know, follow the recipe. I mean, you know, recipes are there, I don't know. I mean, you know, as a as a as a layman, you know, definitely not a professional chef. I mean, sometimes, you know, I think there's there's a, a tad of leeway to these to mm. recipes that you can sort of adapt them, as you said, to to your palate. Yeah. Um, but what you don't do is what my mate did at university was mistake a clove of garlic for a head of garlic. Oh, bless you! <laughs> um, and it was when he was inviting his girl round, girlfriend round for a first oh, meal as dear. well. I imagine that didn't go too much further. Nah, it didn't. Didn't really. <laughs> didn't really last long after that one as well. No, that's it. And plus, also, it's one of the... obviously your recipes and stuff. Kind of, if you if you want to if you want to kind of go on piece with them and stuff, and throw in, throw in a particular favourite, then then by all means do that. You know. Yeah. And if it goes wrong, you'll only do it once. So. <laughs> exactly. You know. You, you you know whether or not you're going to like it or not. To be honest. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. Mind you, the other clangor that he did, it was one of these. I mean, obviously, we were just students at this point, so he got one of these <laughs> Coleman's packet mixes things. Yeah. Um, so not only did he sort of chuck in a head of garlic instead of a clove of garlic, he also cooked it on gas mark a quarter for two okay. hours rather than gas mark four for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so not only was it keeping vampires away, it would have given a chronic food poisoning as well, to be honest. Really? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Ooh. Okay. So, final thing that want to cover then is obviously you know it's been a difficult two years for people so people are now coming out of the other end of it what's what's your plans for the future then what yeah for so the next year and beyond then craig so lockdown was actually lockdown was all right for me actually um obviously before lockdown was all guns flying and stuff and then we got that dreaded not dreaded call that uh no, we weren't allowed to do anything, and then mm. just the diaries just went down and down. <laughs> oh, cancel, 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 cancel. Um, so we started, yeah, started doing, uh, started doing deliveries, which was, which was, yeah, it was sold out every week, which was fantastic. But then that obviously opened it up to a whole new clientele as well, um, which was, which was good. So it was good to get back in people's kitchens and and kind of doing what I love, which is, which is working closely with people, working in front of people, putting food in front of people and telling them what's on the plate in front of them and kind of see the reaction from them as well. So food, food's quite reactive, isn't it? You know, and it's mm. easy to get a good response and a good feeling from a good plate of food. So it's it's quite a simple thing, really, if you know what you're doing, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that was that, uh, that, that kind of kicked on that. And then, then I'm, I'm busy, I'm busier than ever now um it's just to the, to the point where i'm kind of not taking on new clients at the moment just because it's it's that that busy i finally got rid of the backlog of um <clears throat> all the cancelled dates and stuff so we're on to um we're on to kind of um original bookings again but it's just from previous clients word of mouth and stuff like that you know they don't have to don't have to advertise very much now which is good so what we usually find now is that people that have come to an event that we've cooked on their kind of booking us now as well, which which is which is good. So Excellent. yeah, carry on doing that um, as long. I'm in my I'm into my tenth year doing that next year, and it's it's flown by from 
from an idea of uh, I used to I used to work for the for the for the British sailing team, so I did the Olympics in 2012, and then finished finished that, and I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was like, oh, I don't fancy going back into restaurants or full time work. And then there's my wife's idea: I oh, want you cooking people's homes. Like, well, yeah. That'd be so silly, love. <laughs> <laughs> but women always have the genius ideas. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. So yeah, ten years down, ten years, ten years next year busier than ever so um started a new company up as well kind of last year um doing doing bigger events so weddings 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 and and corporate that's called citrus catering but mm, I'm, i wouldn't say too much about that um all will be revealed later on um, so yeah pushing pushing on pushing on with that um i do uh, do some work for british cycling as well so looking forward to supporting those guys on uh, on events and then potentially to the olympics in 24 as well so lots going on i tried to take a sunday off that's my day off <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. but i'd rather it be that way I, I like i like being busy i like having lots of things on the go um because as, as i said earlier i can't sit still yeah so i, I get bored very very easily um so yeah onwards and upwards really so it's, yeah it's all it's all it's all looking good so can't complain <laughs> but now so it's good to hear that sort of you know things are flourishing and sort of new avenues are opening up for you as well craig but now brilliant well thank you very much for your time today craig well, thank say, you for having me mate much appreciated now as i say pleasure was all mine but yeah let's say you know now that i'm back in the same neck of the woods with you we'll have to meet up for a beer and a chat sometimes well it's a red wine craig of course mate oh of course yes red wine (laughs) well no exactly you know i have a few in the rack sitting there that from what you said you you might enjoy as well but yeah and we'll have to chat about have to chat about your new venture as well at some point as well yeah no that'd be good much appreciated thanks for having me on there craig much appreciated all right cool all right see you craig see you soon Bye bye thank you Thanks to Craig for being a wonderful guest and we'll be talking to him in the future about his new venture. If you like what you've listened to, please review, comment and maybe rate us five stars to help spread the word. Please also subscribe so you get the next podcast the minute it comes out. Tune in next time for everything travel, food and booze related from Nottingham beyond.